morning, good morning. 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning can only mean the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. I'm your host, Reverend Mitchell L. E. Kenna Johnson. And I'm your co-host, Adia Hayden. Adia, you know, I promised, and you know I did, I wouldn't talk so much about Israel and Gaza, but the recent news reports on two wises have, have just, just continued to stroke my flame. Here's number one. If you look at the sheer destruction that the Israeli armed forces have caused Gaza, it exceeds the total bombing of Germany in World War II. How about the irony of that? The Israeli armed forces, theoretically, the Jewish Israeli armed forces, although don't you all get it fooled, all these folk in Israel are not Jews. The Zionists, it's a, there's a difference. Some of these folk don't believe in God. Jewish people believe in a deity. Zionist folk believe in money. They have decimated Gaza so much so that the sheer amount of buildings, I'm talking complete communities, have been decimated, the likes of which exceed the totality of the Allied forces bombing of Germany. Absolutely, and has left the population of Gaza like in disarray. Uh, the UN says that nine out of every ten people can't eat every day. They don't know where their next meal is coming from, um, as well as how much of the land and monuments and history and culture of the Palestinian people has just been bombed and gone and decimated. I, I don't know that the American people ought to be just receptive to the sheer amount of carnage that we're experiencing. To that point, I noticed that United States Ambassador Robert Wood raised his hand to veto a Gaza ceasefire resolution at the United Nations. Now, I thought it to be ironic because the U.S. offered a veto, but there was overwhelming support. From the, the uh, Security Council? From the Security Council. The members of the United Nations have all looked at Gaza and said, wait a minute, you're you're killing a, a gnat with the howitzer. That's, that's beyond the pale. It is against, it violates international law, it violates any human rights norm. But isn't it ironic that the last time an African American sat at the Security Council and talked about... Uh, let's just say skirmishes around the world in general, specifically in Iraq, was Colin Powell. Mm. And Colin Powell was forced to say, uh, we found weapons of mass destruction, and there were none. And now here we have Robert Woods raising his hand at the behest of Joe Biden. I love me some Joe Biden. I do not like that Joe Biden is a Zionist. Yeah, because at this point... Um the U.S. also skipped congressional review to approve the sale, the emergency sale of tank shells to Israel. So Biden has a larger um, package of aid and weapons out there uh, on, you know, in the hands of Congress for Israel. But, you know, apparently they needed these tank shells immediately. And so use some executive powers yeah. um, in order to make that sale on Friday. Well, look, I'm telling my congressional caucus, uh, all of our congressmen from Illinois, who go to Washington, D.C. I'm talking about you, Congresswoman Kelly, Congressman Davis, Congressman Chewy Garcia. I'm talking about Congresswoman, um, young lady from uh, down by Joliet, uh, Lorraine Underwood. All y'all better stop voting to support this, this war, better stop supporting this genocide, because that's what it is. But before I go on to some local stuff, let me say this. Isn't it ironic that the Jewish PAC, APAC, supports 100-plus congressmen who participated in the insurrection. Yeah, that's it's scary that the foreign influence has that much control over our domestic politics. Um, when you think about the money trail there, and it's, it's coming straight from Israel. And I know the U.S., we have it's our hands kind of in foreign governments all the time. We do. We really do. Um, but it's scary to think that it's happening here and that kind of influence is available for purchase. So, so we fund Israel's war machine, and they say thank you by funding the campaigns of our elected officials. On the local front, let's talk about that. I rode through um, Washington Park. And I saw a sign that said, choose life. Mm -hmm. And I thought about 
the lack of financial support, the lack of economic development in black and brown communities in Chicagoland. So I got two things to say about that. Don't tell me to choose life if you're not funding those foundational pillars that make way for life. Don't don't do that to me. And then I want to say, in my one of my um, meetings last night, uh, someone made a comment that uh, what Brandon Johnson is not doing, the first progressive, well, the second progressive mayor, and it's only because they were ill-informed. So our job, I believe, is to inform people, to inform people. If you're not informing someone, you're giving rise, giving narrative to foolishness. And so as we seek to inform people, uh, this must be the second Sunday in the month, which means we've got Dr. Nicole Williams or someone sitting in for Dr. Nicole Williams. Dr. Nicole Williams, welcome back to the My Community Plan Foundation show. Hi, Reverend. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, we love having you on. By the way, you just got back from, um, I think you were out of the country for a little while, weren't you? Yeah, um, I was doing cervical cancer work in Guyana. Okay, find and that. So, um, find that on the map. So, find Guyana. It's in South America. <laughs> no, we know Keep that. in mind that, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's a real place. And we were working with the women because they have a high rate of cervical cancer. Almost, I mean, our, of course, the, our rates of cervical cancer are way better than over there. But if we're talking about what's going on in the city of Chicago, African-American women do tend to have higher rates of cervical cancer, unfortunately, than the general population here. So I, I, I want to think that... Um some of these cancers are either, and if I'm wrong, you can go ahead and correct me. I, I love it when I'm wrong because then I, mm-hmm. I continue to learn. I love it even more that I'm right because it helps my ego. But um, some of these <laughs> cancers might be either environmentally um, sources of origin or behavioral sources of origin. Yes, and actually, you're right on both fronts. So hold on, hold on. Yes, somebody, our behavior. Somebody clap yes. their hands somewhere. I'm right on both fronts. All right, we'll yeah. let you have it. <laughs> I noticed the idea is real quiet. You noticed that, right? Because <laughs> I was right. <laughs> it happens. A broken clock is right uh, okay, twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. You were saying, Dr. Williams. So, um, what we do know is that African American women do have higher rates of HPV infection, which is a sexually transmitted infection. And that infection can lead to cervical cancer in the long run. Hmm. Now, I remember um, when there was a vaccine that came out during my puberty years about HPV, and it was the first time that vaccine was also recommended for males and young boys as well. Um, Can you speak a little bit about that? Yes, please, please, because I know there's still a lot of mistrust, distrust around the, around protecting your children against an STD at such a young age because everybody thinks their kids are ever going to have sex ever. So they never, go, oh, no, never, I'm not going to give my never, kid. Never. Oh, never. no, my kid yeah. will, will, yeah, just spontaneously conceive like Mary. But why, yes, why, we'll get you. more. <laughs> we'll get more on the other side of the break. Right. Um, so we're just getting started here. The My Community Plan Foundation Hour. The music in the background is telling us we need to take our first commercial break. And so we'll be back on the other side. This is the My Community Plan Foundation Hour, and we'll see you there. It all starts with one meal. One cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. 
You may be eligible to save money on your property taxes right now. Hi, I'm Fritz Kage, your Cook County Assessor. Applying for property tax savings is easy and free at cookcountyassessor.com. Review your eligibility, receive in-person assistance, or apply right now for property tax savings at cookcountyassessor.com. That's cookcountyassessor.com. Hi, my name is Dr. Nicole Williams with the Cook County Physicians Association. Did you know that Medicaid is covered for an entire year after you've had your baby? The year after you've had your child can be almost as dangerous as pregnancy itself. Make sure to see your health care provider and get the care you need and deserve. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. I want to remind you that on Sunday, December 17th, Upsilon Sigma Chapter of Phi Beta, Sigma Trinity Incorporated, we'll be having our annual toy and coat giveaway. You can drop off toys or make contributions that would make the smile on some young person bigger and wider. Go to Crescent Moon Foundation for contributions or stop by. Uh, 5932 West Lake Street on Sunday, December 17th, with your toys for young girls and boys. On the phone, we have Dr. Nicole Williams. She is a regular now guest. In fact, I'm going to start calling her co-host. Yes. At least for the second Sunday of of every month. We're talking about STDs. And I noticed that um, black Mm -hmm. women are 50%, the 50% of black women report an STD during their lifetime when 27% of white women do, although it looks like there may be no racial differences in the lifetime prevalence of sexual risk behaviors. So why is that? That is an incredible... I was just reading that. Actually, you got that from the National Institutes of Health. Don't tell my sources. I'm just joking. I'm just saying. (laughs) So when you look at sexual, like if you look at how women behave on the whole, all women basically behave the same in the United States, you know, in terms of culturation. If you've been culturized, you're going to basically have the same types and patterns of sexual behaviors. Now, what might be the issue is even though the woman's behavior hasn't changed, the partner of that particular set of women might be different than the partners of the other set of women. Now they all steal dogs, but did she just say that there might she be? Not wrong. Hold up. <laughs> what, what? What? She said they're all I say? dogs. We are not talking what about a, I say? a I say sci-fi something? fraternity on this show today. Some of my best friends are. Ah, oh, darn! <laughs> You're a mega man. <laughs> Actually, I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Sigma, but that's okay. They're all still well, we love Sigma. <laughs> all right. So, so we're coming back to the fact that it might be, it, while the black and white women's, women's sexual behavior may not be different, the black and white male sexual behavior might be different. Interesting. So I'm going to leave that there. I, I don't I don't think and that should. might I, I put at some point yeah. we've got to focus on black on relationships between black and what black men and women and then we got to talk about yeah. why we got to talk about some of the um I, I guess it would be the remnants of in the of slavery in this country and what in our, our federal government and why it is that are the relationships between black men and black women are distinguishable from many other yes. groups. There are, there are and reasons And it is suffering. It is suffering. Absolutely. But, but to your point, um, again, uh-huh. from the National Institute of Health, black females are mm-hmm. 8.7 times more likely to contract chlamydia and 20.5 yes. times more likely to contract gonorrhea than white females. Yep. But by the way, Hispanic women, are twice as likely to acquire chlamydia and gonorrhea as white women. What right. Are we, what are we missing here? 
What we're missing, Reverend, is the fact that it takes two to tango. So like we said, while women aren't going to change their, their behavior is essentially the same in terms of, you know, they, they believe their ability to choose a partner is relatively good. Unfortunately, it's the quality of that partner and the sexual behavior of those partners that are probably bringing things to the table of black women and Latin men and Latin women that white men on the whole. Now, like we said, they all still dogs. They're aren't not bringing all to dogs. their partner. You can't partner. say that. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> well, say that. Well, meaning their their sexual behavior is going to be slightly more obtuse than <laughs> female sexual behavior. <laughs> so when we get into some of the ways that, you know, you can prevent STDs, um, you know, the first one, number one, is to not have the sex for the sexually transmitted disease. But if you do choose yes. to engage... Um, you know, in that activity, we had we talked a little bit about vaccinations at the top of the show with the HPV vaccination. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and we can get yeah, some more into hit that. On that. Yeah. But I wanted to talk uh-huh. since we're talking about partners' behaviors. Um, condoms are a very low right? cost, <laughs> efficient way to prevent STDs, and you know, partners' behaviors. The women aren't you can't wear you know the condom to prevent that STD. There are different mm-hmm. devices and things that can lower the risk, but you know condoms are a top way to prevent. And so that is uh, on the other partner in a heterosexual relationship to wear those. Yes. Yeah. Here's the problem, and I've been at this for 20 years now, and I've, I've talked to. Innumerable young patients about why they are not using condoms. And I have come up with a couple of things. Mm-hmm. First is they are more easily convinced that, oh, it just doesn't feel the same. Secondarily, it's, oh, you, don't you trust me? Now I'm part of your, I'm part of your circle of trust. I, you know, we have something between us that is special because I am, you know, we trust Mm -hmm. each other to not use protection because if you use protection, then, oh, well, well, you you don't, you don't think I'm a good person. You don't trust me. You know, some of that language gets into the manipulation realm too. Yes, it does. It really does. Explain that, please. Open that up a little bit. What does that mean? Sure. So in the instances of, you know, a partner saying we don't need to use condoms because we trust each other, um, but one party has the scientific backing and belief that the condom could only, you know, help both of their health, um, the manipulation of the word trust to try to get at, you know, an emotional reaction or something to get that person on your side um, is a form of manipulation, right? Because you're trying to sway them to think the way that you think um, against mm-hmm. science, against logic, against medicine and health because, oh, it, it feels too tight <laughs> or something like that. When there's right. numerous sizes, numerous materials, you know, technology is improving every day, Um but you're trying to sway that person into your belief system. Am I yeah. getting at it correctly? Well, oh, yeah, yeah. I- I'm going to argue that that might be one of the topics of conversation when we have the show on black women, black men, women relationships. Moving right along. So we also other ways that you can prevent STDs, uh, mutual monogamy. So that trust can be there, you know, if you both are exclusive with each other, um, not seeing other partners outside of that sexual relationship uh, and just overall Mm -hmm. reducing the number of sexual partners. Because if you're lowering your exposure to others, then you're lowering your risk. Um, But we can go back to vaccinations. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was so that was a good segue. It, 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 interesting. So listen, what is, I'm I'm reading it's also that almost every unvaccinated person who is sexually active will get HPV at some time in their life. That's a scary thought. Yes, it is nearly ubiquitous in the sexually active population. It, it's a very wily virus because it it's it hangs out. It, you can become a carrier of this virus 
and just keep passing it on from person to person to person. This virus is responsible for about 70% of all cervical cancers, probably all cervical cancers because we're still discovering strains of HPV. So if there is a virus that can kind of live silently and just affect and just cause cancer in a few people, then the virus wins. And that's what viruses want to do. And it was the same with COVID. All the virus really wants to do is multiply itself. Same with HPV. And that's why it, because it's so silent, it doesn't cause very many symptoms in men, unless you're men, a man who has sex with another man, or there is a 1% risk of penile cancer not compared to the risk of cervical cancer, which is far, far greater. You know, what's interesting is as, as we're having this conversation um, about uh, sexually transmitted diseases in general, and I want to say about, um, you know, just utilizing condoms and, and et cetera, there, there is some conversation that, um, faith communities are against the HPV vaccine. They are against um, talking with children about condoms because they, well, the logic is we don't want to encourage sexual behavior. And so All right. when I, when I hear my brethren and my, my, my clergy, clergy colleagues, I'll put it like that. When I hear them have these kinds of conversations, it reminds me of the, um, Catholic Church, um, mm. it, really, when the war was still flat as far as they're concerned. And it, when when most of their theories were debunked, debunked as science began to make a stronger impact in our, our culture. Um, but merely advising your young people to utilize condoms and or um, get the HPV vaccination is not a, a green light to sexual behavior. But it is a barrier to the large percentage of black women who end up with this HPV virus. Mm-hmm. With HPV and getting cervical cancer, yes, exactly. So, like we said, like I said, Ed said earlier, people don't ever want to think their kids are ever going to have sex. So then why would I need to vaccinate you? Why would I need to tell you these things? Because you're actually not going to have sex, which we all know is, is not the case. So people need to wake up and go, oh... Yes, my child as well, the children in the community, yes, they will have sex. I would rather arm them with the knowledge that they can use in order to be safe Mm -hmm. than have this feigned ignorance. Arm them with the knowledge and the medical protection um, because HPV, HPV, human Papilloma virus, Papilloma virus. Yep. is the most common STI, and we've been saying the acronym of STDs, which is sexually transmitted diseases, but there's yeah, also but a group STI. of yeah, sexually transmitted infections, um, which mm-hmm. I don't, I could say we can conflate. They're not, they are similar, they may not be similar, um, but they show up similarly, right? Doctor, yes. Yes. Okay. yes yeah. We're changing the verbiage. <laughs> okay. You know, you know one thing. Yeah, I, that's all. One thing I really appreciate about you being on the program is you compel us to have conversations that are uncom- uncomfortable and inconvenient. When you come back, talk to me about 155 variants of this HB, HPV virus. 155 variants. This music in the background tells us about one variance here, and that is when the music turns on, we got to pause for the cause. This is All my right. plan foundation hour, and we'll be right back with the good doctor. She's in the house after this station break. Hi, my name is Dr. Nicole Williams with the Cook County Physicians Association. Did you know that Medicaid is covered for an entire year after you've had your baby? The year after you've had your child can be almost as dangerous as pregnancy itself. Make sure to see your health care provider and get the care you need and deserve. Or a senior, disabled, or a veteran? 
you may be eligible to save money on your property taxes right now. Hi, I'm Fritz Kagey, your Cook County Assessor. Applying for property tax savings is easy and free at cookcountyassessor.com. Review your eligibility, receive in-person assistance, or apply right now for property tax savings at cookcountyassessor.com. That's cookcountyassessor.com. It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit Zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. Hello, this is Karen Carruthers, my Community Plan Foundation Nutritionist, coming to you today on this awesome Sunday with your generational health tip. I'd like to talk to you about the benefits of eating oatmeal. Oatmeal is naturally and nutritionally rich. It has more protein than most grains, and it also has numerous vitamins and minerals. It contains antioxidants and soluble fiber. And that soluble fiber aids in promoting regular emptying of the bowel and prevents constipation. Also, there's so many different varieties and different ways that you can make oatmeal. Oatmeal cookies, you can cook your oatmeal for breakfast in the morning, you can sprinkle a few oats in your morning smoothie, and also make sure you're getting in plenty of water and exercise as well as rest on a daily basis. This is Karen Carruthers, my Community Plan Foundation Nutritionist. Thank you. Welcome back to the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. It is the second Sunday of the month, which means we either have Dr. Nicole Williams or someone trying to be like her. I don't mean anyone, no harm. Dr. Williams, we got the real McCoy. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Reverend. You know, what's interesting is, as, as uh, and I, I made this comment before we went to break, uh, one of the benefits of having you on the program is you, you compel us to have conversations that are both inconvenient and uncomfortable. Simple and plain. Thank you. When you look at the, and we generally may, may not even look at these things, but when we do, um, certainly we conclude we have to talk about it a little more. Um, what I'm referring to even right now is adolescents, mm-hmm. young adults, yeah. and men who have sex with men are at higher risks of getting STIs, and that's just what it is. Yes, and that is across the population, not anything to do with race. That mm-hmm. is just youth whose frontal lobes and brains are still in development stages and men who have sex with other men simply because, like we said, we talked about the, con- the use of condoms in that population is also low. So that actually has more to do with that as well. So what is it, why is it then that at every time I look at any of the percentages for STIs, and I remember Dr. Mm-hmm. Perry Mason, have Perry, Terry Mason. Uh, I was mm-hmm. like, Perry Mason was a lawyer. He was a doctor, too. No. And that was a good show. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, when he was director of the County Public Health, he would have uh, you know, free STI uh, treatments and programs in local churches. Unfortunately, um, pastors just really didn't get on board. They just uh. did not get on board. They, I'll say it again. I mean, they in, in uh. the sense that they opened the church house for the conversation and for treatment and di- diagnosis. Um, they just didn't encourage young folk and young adults, and it's and here's a here's a thing, doctor. I don't think you certainly we want young people, but the largest percentage of of the population that to this day has a we really have an emergency going on with STDs and STIs in our young adult population. Yes, 
Yeah. And, you know, as it relates to treatment, too, there's stigma around getting tested. So, you know, if you're going to engage in sex, then you should also engage in testing for STDs and STIs because you don't know what you don't know. And a lot of things don't have um, symptoms and like physical symptoms that you can just see in the mirror and be like, oh, no, something's wrong. They're, They're asymptomatic. And so without a professional test, you don't know. And then, you know, you're carrying it on, passing it. And this could be any gender. Carrying it on, passing it to anybody, yeah, right. everyone, you know, and you don't know. They don't know. And sometimes, you know, you find out and there's another problem where you're not disclosing to your partners um, because there's stigma right. around that. And so we just encourage folks to get tested. A lot of times treatment is a little is simpler. Then you may think it could just yeah. be a pill. It could be a, a shot in a your thigh. Shot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, it's a public health nightmare. And unfortunately, you know, when we're talking about trying to use the churches to get the word out, you know, that's just black conservatism that's probably just not going to happen. You said black anytime conservatism? Mm-hmm. Did you say black in conservatism? Terms of I sure did, Reverend. Let me explain what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, clean that so one while up. we no. might be, no, it, it's a thing. Yes. So while we might behave as liberals in some things, we are excessively conservative when it comes to others. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm talking about. And we tend to use that to make ourselves feel better because, well, I am not going to do I am not going to have sex until I'm married. I am going to save myself for my man and use that as a way to or elevate for my woman. Or for my woman, that too, that too. Meaning we are going to repress ourselves. And that's that's the brand that's the type of conservatism I'm talking about. Well, I want But I wanna, unfortunately I wanna... we're talking about yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm going to argue that conservatism runs the gamut. It's not necessarily race-based um, because the, the most fundamental churches I've experienced are churches that are in um, the right-wing portion of our, our our nation, and those are predominantly white. And I, I'm here to oh, tell you— Oh, no, no, you, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I know that. Okay. But, see, they're conservative in everything else, though, Reverend. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Black, I'm talking about black conservatism in this particular, in in an otherwise liberal community, it is generally due to power and control of female reproduction and sex and partnering. That has, and and I don't know if it, you know, a lot of these things do stem from slavery. If you're talking about separation of people and the sanctity of marriage and trying to use that as something that can hold ourselves together during slavery. Now we use it almost to wield a weapon saying, oh, well, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this other thing. And that's what's going to make you better than everybody. That's how what's going to make, get you to the next level after we leave this life. And just for those who will, that's what I mean. Well, I, I thank you for the clarity. And for those of you who will replay this broadcast or hear it on some other platform, um, SoundCloud or what have you, we are not, um, trying to encourage young folk to have sex. So what we are trying to do, as Adia pointed out, is encourage young folk to be informed, to be informed, and parents and how you can help your child. The notion that every unvaccinated individual in this country who doesn't get to HPV vaccination will have HPV, not might, not could, but will should scare the bejeebies out of everyone. That quiet, that, that silence was really not good. <laughs> it, it is. And, you know, as we spoke about earlier, parents who might think that for whatever reason, their child is not going to engage in sexual activity, um, you know, withholding. Because that's ultimately what's going on. You're withholding your knowledge, sharing that on children. You're withholding the vaccine potentially from them um, and arming them for the future. Because, okay, it's available as young as nine years old. They are not having sex at nine years old. But it does offer, and correct me if I'm wrong, lifetime protection. 
And so you're just yes. injecting them, you know, sooner to have that protection, whether they're doing it at 15, 35, 25, 45. Um, so it's important to have that. So, Doctor, what, what would be some yeah, of the reasons why not? Yeah. Um, if you have an allergy to any of the ingredients in the vaccine, that is the only reason to not get the vaccine. It is 97% effective at preventing cervical cancer. And the other thing that we I wanted to mention is that it's 100% effective, effective in preventing genital warts. Now, that's something you can see. Yes. Interesting. Wow. Um, here's an uh, interesting fact from um, my peripheral Google search. Um, Here are the top cities with the highest STD rates. Wait for it. Memphis, Tennessee. Jackson, Mississippi. Columbia, South Carolina. Baltimore, Maryland. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. New Orleans, Louisiana. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They really have sex in Wisconsin. And Little Rock, Arkansas. Those are the top cities in the United States with the highest rates of STDs. Now, I know some of you all thought we were going to say Chicago, but apparently we got much better sense than folk in Philadelphia, Baltimore, Columbia, Jackson, Memphis, New Orleans, Milwaukee, and Little Rock. Did I just say that? Yeah, you're contributing to the stigma around STDs, so (laughs) thank you for that. (laughs) Dr. Williams, am I contributing to the stigma? With the pejorative comment at the end, yeah. Well, when you're, it's these are smaller market cities. You know what I mean. So then, not when a you're looking market at city, um, try it. I'm reaching. It's uh, number six, I believe, yeah. these days. New Orleans and Milwaukee. Yeah. Oh, I'd give you Milwaukee. New Orleans. Milwaukee's kind of New Orleans. Is not I mean, if you, yeah, it's it's not that big of a city. So then, you're not really diluting the population with all sorts of other people. Okay. And it's New Orleans, of course. So I I, want to say, as we wrap up this portion of the segment, um, Mm -hmm. take away HPV virus is something I want to say. Are you a homeowner or a senior? I have no idea why that just happened. Um, But maybe Fritz Fritz Kagey wants to get into the conversation. Uh, Mr. Assessor, you're here. Uh, well, you know, also cities have resources. Um, we could talk about this more in our action section. But, you know, you don't have to pay for yeah. condoms. There are ways right. to get free no. condoms. Um, and so to say, exactly. you know, one city might have more sense than another is interesting. But, you know, there's... Or they might have better public health mm-hmm. yeah, than I, others. Doctor, do we have a... a public health system in Chicago slash in Cook County. We'll, we'll flip that. Cook County and then say Chicago. Yeah. Is our public yes, health system... Yes, it's called the Cook County Health System. Yes. <laughs> and it is accessible. And I know in this next segment, I do want to kind of discuss um, STIs and fertility. Is that something we should probably bring into the conversation? Because we're talking about prevention with HPV, which is wonderful talking about the use of condoms. We need to talk about what happens if you get one of these and what are the ramifications so then folks will know this is, oh, I I should probably be using these preventative things. I want to be able to preserve my ability to have kids. Great transition. And so on the (laughs) other side of this break, we will talk more about the risks of leaving your STDs and STIs untreated. Um, This is the My Community Plan Foundation Hour, and we'll be right back after this station break. It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. 
Are you a homeowner or a senior, disabled or a veteran? You may be eligible to save money on your property taxes right now. Hi, I'm Fritz Kagey, your Cook County Assessor. Applying for property tax savings is easy and free at cookcountyassessor.com. Review your eligibility, receive in-person assistance, or apply right now for property tax savings at cookcountyassessor.com. That's cookcountyassessor.com. Hi, my name is Dr. Nicole Williams with the Cook County Physicians Association. Did you know that Medicaid is covered for an entire year after you've had your baby? The year after you've had your child can be almost as dangerous as pregnancy itself. Make sure to see your health care provider and get the care you need and deserve. Welcome back to the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. We have the good doctor. I'm just going to call her the good doctor, Dr. Nicole Williams. The good doctor with the inconvenient and even uncomfortable conversation. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Reverend. I I have a comment. Um, You keep saying these conversations are uncomfortable, and I I get they could be, you know, if we're talking about minors or young people having sex, but uncomfortable. I don't know. Like, I I just don't identify with that. Like, I don't find this conversation. It's a generational thing. Yes. And, you know, how can we make it less uncomfortable for older folks? That's that's exactly why. That Dr. Williams brought it up. That's exactly why she wants to talk about it is because um, what's uncomfortable to folk who don't see what she sees every day, what she sees no matter what part of the world that she's in, she is she has a front row seat to some of these things in real time. Mm -hmm. And some of us just do not. And what she is doing is compelling us to have conversations that are both inconvenient and uncomfortable because we don't see it as often as she does. So it's, it's really one of the responsibilities of the doctors to bang the alarm bell. Hey, 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 we got to talk about this. And she's making us do so. Look, even her dad blamed laptop. It's full of stuff that make you want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Williams, is that, is that a good enough response, you think? Okay. Jeez. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Time. Yeah, because, you know, Dr. Williams and I are not of the same generation, so I, I don't know right. if I would settle with, Uh-oh. you know, it's a generational thing, therefore we're uncomfortable about it. I think we can explore more about what makes people uncomfortable about it and why yes. we get into that. Um, but we did promise that we are going to talk about the ramifications of leaving your STDs and STIs untreated. So, Doctor, I believe mm-hmm. we were talk- getting into some of the fertility Uh, or infertility issues that may come up? Yes. So the other more common STIs are gonorrhea and chlamydia. Now, while gonorrhea is going to be symptomatic and get discharged and all sorts of other unpleasantness, chlamydia can just be there and you don't know. And this is why, yes, we encourage testing. Because if you have had even one episode of chlamydia, you have your risk of getting a condition called pelvic inflammatory disease is double that of anybody else who's never had chlamydia. So one in 1,000 women who've had chlamydia, especially if it remains untreated, that actually increases your risk of getting pelvic inflammatory disease. Now, pelvic inflammatory disease is an overwhelming infection of the pelvis that can scar your tubes. Mm. If your tubes are scarred, then your ability to become pregnant is markedly diminished. So if you've had PID, you have a one in 10 chance of being infertile. Wow. Wow. And uh, there's, you know, we are talking about black women's health as it's the second Sunday, but don't want to leave the men out. (laughs) If they leave um, their STDs and STIs untreated as well, that can affect male fertility. Since I'm a gynecologist, I couldn't even yes. tell you that, but it might. Right? <laughs> it might. And, you know, we're not, it's not going to be easy living after that. We can at least no, say it's that not going to be easy living for them. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that you didn't leave us out, but I want to do this in these, these last uh, couple of minutes that we have, several minutes. we got about eight minutes left. 
Um, I, I want to do that, which we'd love to do for the last portion of the show, and that are action items, action items. We talked about um, the the Cook County Public Health um, and how strong that is for treatments, et cetera. Must be kind of expensive, mm-hmm. though, isn't it? Expensive? No. Actually, to be to be treated for chlamydia is just four pills you can get at Walgreens, and they're generally about ten bucks or less. Um, for treatment for gonorrhea, it's a shot, but that's generally because these things that we have tried and true treatments. It's much less expensive because we make enough of these medications to treat everybody. So here, here's my next question. And this is going to be a little difficult for those who may be listening. You know, we, we talk a day on the program about doing mental health checkups, right? Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I, I want to argue based on um, the good doctor's uh, conversation that we, we might want to go ahead and do another push for young people to have um, STI treatments, but not treatments, diagnosis. We want folk. Yes, yeah, screening, yeah. We, we, we mm-hmm. want to do STI screening. You want to do it across the board with as as many people as as would. Mm-hmm. And I, I recognize it's uncomfortable, and that's really what I was alluding to. It's uncomfortable and mm-hmm. inconvenient um, because there are stigmas associated with having STDs. But it looks like of, right. of the eight STDs that we're generally concerned with, only four of them are, can, are curable and four of them are not. So how about this? Let's think about what you might get if you got one of the wrong four. I don't know if there's a right Oh, the ones that are not right curable. Four. Yes. 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 Is there a right four? Like, right right for no. You? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even say thank you. But that, but. <laughs> right, right. The most common one is herpes, which you have for the rest of your life. And they can pop up at any time with a painful rash around your genital area, both men and women. And it is while we can we can treat all of these things, but in terms of curing, there is no cure. It lives within your spinal cord forever. Herpes lives in your spinal cord forever. Yes, it does. That's a pretty uncomfortable place for it to exist. Not that any of well, us are more comfortable than others. Okay. <laughs> Until it comes out. Okay. So it stays dormant. So we and have... then, of course, there's the elephant in the room, HIV. Yes. Which is its own conversation. Treatment available, but still no cure. HIV okay. and then AIDS, correct? Yeah. And so AIDS is AIDS you get from having HIV. Mm-hmm. You can live with HIV and not have AIDS. But once you have AIDS, then you have the condition that was caused by HIV. So takeaways for our listening and viewing audience, number one, get tested. Get screened. Get yes. screened. If you are a young adult, get screened. If you're an adult having sex, get screened. Well, if, you, if, <laughs> you if you're an adult, at any age. If you're an adult having sex right. and you're in a, a monogamous relationship and you haven't had any symptoms, etc., um, when you do your regular, your, your annual blood workup, your annual physical, generally doctors will screen you for STDs, particularly if they'll ask if you want to yeah. be. And so that takes care yeah. of that. Most, most adults that have insurance get physicals every year. But I'm talking about the population that to date has not done so. And good doctor, if I'm wrong, tell me to be quiet, and I might. But if I'm no, right, no, no, you're right. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So one gets screened. Number two. Now let's not leave out the youth, though, because I a lot of kids who might be on their parents' insurance might be afraid to go and get tested because it might pop up on their bills. But know that if you are a young person seeking testing or treatment for an STI, it's not reportable. Well. It's reported by CDC, but that's to your mom and daddy. But, yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is the case. Because we don't want to keep kids from seeking testing and treatment and mm-hmm. contraception if necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, That is the crux of the matter. Because if it's reportable, then the kids may not, te- they're not going to go get tested. They may not try to get protected. And then somebody might end up pregnant, which could not, not, may not necessarily be the ideal situation. So we have screening, and we're encouraging people to yep. get the HPV virus. Vaccine. 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 <laughs> vaccine. vaccine. Um, and I'll also give vaccine. out another resource. And take is... prep. Yes. 
and do what? Take PrEP. PrEP is the uh, medicine that you can take to help prevent the transmission of HIV. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll also give out another resource. The Cook County Public Health um, has a condom request form. And so you can get condoms shipped to your home for free. Um, there's no reason not to have them. So if you yeah. go on and Google Cook County Public Health and then condom requests, you can get that website and have that resource. Um, they also have some more information on other communicable diseases that are out there and how best to protect yourself. So yep. buy condoms or get free condoms. Mm-hmm. So we have testing, screening, mm-hmm. prevention, and treatment as necessary. Mm-hmm. Prevention, screening, testing, treatment. And then the last one on this five, I'm, I'm going to say, is be mindful of your own behavior. Yep. Be mindful of your own behavior. It's impossible to get wet if you never get in the water. Um, it's not possible to conduct or to contract an STD or STI if you're already, if, if, if you've gone to the hospital or a doctor got screened and you don't have one and your partner has done the same thing and she or he doesn't have one, then as long as the two of you are walking that straight and narrow, then guess what? Chances are great you won't have one. All oh, right. Everyone's quiet on that one, doctor. You notice that? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And, and of course, also, yeah, I don't want to preach abstinence, but that is yeah. still a possibility. Now, if you're, if you're, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, preach abstinence. Um, if, if you can't <laughs> abstain, um, then the good words of the Apostle Paul was to go on and get married. <laughs> that doesn't stop me either. <laughs> oh, you can take it back to the top of the show with uh, dogs. No. Um. <laughs> Listen, Dr. Nicole Williams, second Sunday of yes, the month. Uh, we thank you so much for getting up early in the morning. You never cease to entertain while you are educating with good information. Um, thank you so very much. I need to get a snapshot of your life for everyone to see. <laughs> this has been the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. I'm your host, Reverend Mitchell L.E. Kenna Johnson. And I'm your co-host, Adia Hayden. And we're wishing everyone a super fantastic week. Don't forget to be grateful. Dr. Williams, talk to you soon. All right. <laughs>